This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, 28 minutes after midnight, Central Africa time. Uh, once again, as I said, uh, we are now joined by uh, Lefrano Lomusue, social commentator, as always is the case. Good morning. Great to see you again. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing all right. Uh, can't complain yeah. too much. Uh, yeah. We're still here, still standing, and <laughs> we keep pushing on. How about you? No, I'm I'm fantastic. You were off air speaking about uh, just being a bit tired. Yeah. I don't know what it is, mm. but there's something about 2024 that worries me a bit. Yeah. Because it seems as if that year in fatigue yeah. will come in July sometime. Look, uh, you, you, you're not wrong. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's we're actually talking about it now as mm-hmm. well. Just before I came in, uh, either you can consider it, I don't know, year in fatigue, mm-hmm. beginning year fatigue. But ironically enough, I, I came across something uh, where a sociologist was explaining how what this universal uh, for 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 lack of a better term mm. feeling feel of tiredness and and this lethargic feeling that we all have at this point of the year is really based on what she believes could be the following reason so she mm. then goes to give an exposition to say 2020 we were flung into you know the state of chaos yeah. with the pandemic and so any and everything that we were used to any and everything that we um, were accustomed to mm. changed and that was the case for 2020 and 2021 and then things started easing up in uh, 2022 uh, and then of course by 2023 they were much easier but mm. that transition because we were in the state of panic and frenzy uh, in 2020 and 2021 uh, she says that we had to adjust quickly to something that was not normal and made it normal. So by the time we got out of that, we were now in a rush to play catch up. We were in a rush Mm. to make sure that we do everything as quickly as we can. And then if we do everything as quickly as we can, then we would be okay or we would be satisfied. So our bodies are kind of in this lull. And apparently it's something that a number of sociologists are actually sociologists are actually kind of hypothesizing that where we were suffering mm. some levels of fatigue of the pandemic yes. actually because of everything that we went through and you know that shock therapy of adjustment mm. and you know the redefining of what is considered and perceived to be normal so i think that's probably where we're at makes maybe. a lot of sense yeah and i think i think a lot of us have been operating um, on crisis mode, you yeah. know, just to survive. Mm-hmm. And now that things are slowly calming down, you know, sense of normality, the masks are gone, uh, less reminders of uh, COVID, uh, you know, I think we, we actually have forgotten how do we live normally, yeah, like on a day-to-day, because our response has just been, you know, just survive, just mm-hmm. survive this day. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Let's get on with it. Um, and, you know, I spoke about this particular story in the in the opening. Um, yeah, man. A 13-year-old allegedly shooting the principal. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just I just said to myself, you know, what what I was thinking about was the process because, you know, when I explained that the department says, 
you know, he was part of a group, scolded. Mm-hmm. There was then some time later on, you know, sort of there was a, a meet face-to-face. Yeah. And that's where the incident then happened. Yeah. But for me, then, the question is, there must have been a process of no. thought. Yeah. Right? So, where this young man is now thinking and there's a lot of thinking going on Mm. and this is now the course of action i don't know what your thoughts are well first and foremost i really think you know this was one story and 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 for the most part this is a story uh, that, that that forms part of a link or a plethora of other stories around this notion of violence uh, mm. in our schools you know um ironically in the week when the story came out about two days later there was a tweet by the Gauteng province uh, provincial page uh, the mm. government page as mm. well as the uh, education department mm. page where you know as they have been doing with community safety the ongoing searches in schools uh, that you would find that they do and they found uh, you know a firearm on a group of uh, grade 10s or grade 9s in a specific school mm. and you know a whole lot of other narcotics and those kind of things and you then come to realize or think to yourself where are we? Mm. What's going on that you would find yourself in this? I mean, the fact that you have to have even consider, you know, having that type of search with with with, with police officers and, you know, security personnel in schools, and then still being able to find those certain, mm. you know, instruments, is worrisome to be able to say at what point has society decayed or regressed that kids because yeah that's what they are kids yeah, yeah, yeah. would would find themselves with, with with all these instruments with all these 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 weapons and these objects that could quite literally land them you know in prison mm. or, or you know get them time in any way whatsoever and yes the argument would be, of course, that the environment in which you grow up and the space in which you find yourself, of mm. course, is that one that really contributes to this. But then you ask yourself, who's failing? Who is it the decay of, you know, the, the, the institution of family? Is it the decay of uh, the, the, the rules, regulations and the disciplinary processes in schools or is it just the, the, the regression of no longer having a certain collective responsibility um, in, in, in school, uh, in community really as a mm. people and so then when you get to this story of you know this pupil having shot the teacher at 13 years old now the report tells us that uh, the learner shot the principal because of, you know, the learner being a part of a group that was chastised or trying mm. to be spoken to around doing better, motivating, you know, to study, to, 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 to up their marks and their results. So there's that. This learner then, if that is the case, mm. and I think as time goes on, we'll probably, as as, as is always the case, Certainly. we'll probably... Mm find more uh, facts coming out to mm. say this is exactly what happened and this is what should have been the case or, you know, those kind of things. So now if if we go on this, you were spoken to a part of a group told to study from being told to study 
depending on whatever level of animosity and any other thing that you may have, you then proceed to brandish a firearm uh, to the head of your school. And then after brandishing that firearm, you actually use it and quite literally put their life in danger at this point Mm. the principal is still in hospital recovering and we of course continuously pray for that but to know that at 13 years Mm. old you literally just changed your life like like that that. yeah and it's something that you must now deal with yeah and be okay with and then who do you place the blame on in that instance because right now uh, you can be tried as a juvenile and uh, we, we, we pray. We, we really do pray for the safe end and full recovery of the principal. Mm. But you'll be trialed, uh, tried as a juvenile for now. God forbid, uh, from a legal perspective, God forbid the principal were to pass on mm. six years from now. Mm. Uh, you've got a juvenile record. Yeah. Now it turns into, and it's found that, oh no, it's as a result of injuries sustained from this uh, gunshot wound uh, that took place in 2024. Mm. Now it becomes a different thing. Yeah. Now you're an adult and now you're tried for murder. murder. Yeah, And that's your entire life Gone. changed yeah. like that. So this is certainly a multifaceted story really around our education system, uh, our collective responsibility in society, what we've done, what we're doing, or what, we're, what we've lacked uh, in action. But it's also about uh, a really, really sad case of the, 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 the regression of society. But it's also about this ongoing thing that continues to find itself and it really rears its head uh ironically enough i don't know if it's ironic or or what but it rears its head in in a number of the stories that we often analyze and and, then go through around Mm. this increasing lawlessness because for a 13 year old i mean at 13 i mean I was watching uh yo tv i was (laughs) watching dragon balls a gun at 13 yeah and you know what then boggles my mind is that he must have brought the gun with him yes even before the circumstances that gave rise to this incident that is correct that is and you ask yourself what's the purpose then why did he have the gun at school on that day in the first place exactly you then further ask yourself is it licensed which is then another concern Mm. around Mm. The number of illegal firearms that are roaming the streets in South Africa, number one. But number two, access to those. Yes. You know, it's a little different, and, and, and this is by no means justification, but it's a little different or a little easier. Mm. If if they say the learner stabbed the principal, uh, it's... It's not justified, but it's a little easier. You you have an easier access to to to, mm. to get knives or any mm. sharp object. Mm. Uh, you can you know turn something into a shank. All those other things. But the gun at thirteen. I mean, obviously, you can't legally buy a gun at thirteen mm. years old mm. because you, mm. you 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 won't be able to. You have to you know provide competency you have to be of legal age and all those other things you obviously have to show that if you do buy it and it's licensed where you would store Mm. it so already 
none of that criteria is met so you mm. don't already know that it's a le- an illegal firearm mm. which has been in their possession uh, prior like you're saying which then means or, or begs the question why why do you need it why do you even have it how did you get it and then it raises this notion of understanding that we actually have a bigger problem, problem yeah. uh, from a gun control perspective yeah. i mean we're in, we're in no ways the usa but we we, we 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 don't want to find ourselves in that position in that position and already you look at something like this that already then tells mm. you that we've got something to worry yeah. about if a 13 year old yeah. can get access to a gun and it seems normative shucks Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. That's the number to dial. Of course, if you're wanting to engage uh, us on this particular story and any others that uh, will uh, canvas uh, in our news wrap uh, segment, let's go to uh, Hamans Kral now. Good morning, Peter. Are you? Yes. Uh, go ahead, Peter. I can hear you. Yes. Um, before I go further, the, mm. the, the the name of the gentleman you're with, I completely forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I'll allow him to say it. Here he is. Little Honol. <laughs> Mr. Little Honol, sir, yes, your sir. voice is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, I am humbled. Thank please, you. Uh, please, please, please take, take it from a gentleman's <laughs> perspective, <laughs> not a lady's perspective. No, I am humbled. I am truly humbled, my good sir. Uh, Peter, no. can, can I just ask quickly? Sorry. Yes. Both you and Tohi, why do uh. we feel the need to say that as guys? You know, when we compliment each other, so you, you may also know, We'll go on to say, oh, please take it from ABC perspective. Can we just compliment and just put put a full stop, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm actually glad you're asking, you're asking that kind of a question, yeah. Malina. Um, uh, what I would say is I think it's best to clarify. You know, there are too many genders these days. Okay. I think it's be- yes, I, I think it's best to clarify for Dito Nolo that, hey, Mm. I am not speaking from a perspective of a gay person wanting you. Okay. I'm only just putting it out there. As a guy, I wish mm. I had his voice, you know? I, I see I see you. But I you know, in my in my in my perspective, I think we should get to a point where we're just able to compliment each other. Yeah. Without sort of over explaining. And because I think it also starts to create a very good culture. Amongst yes. us as men, especially as black men. Yeah. You agree with a, me? Yeah, a culture yeah. of affirmation, a yes. culture of, you know, being able to be comfortable, especially in a society where as black men, mm. especially where that, that, that level of affection one way or the other is not something that we might have seen at home or mm. anything of the sort because, you know, and then all those other things. So I really do believe I agree that it does create that culture of, safety of comfort but it really also changes the narrative of how we kind of view things but similarly so i also get where peter is coming from because Mm. if he were to just say you have a lovely voice and then you know i could take offense to be like that's inappropriate or you know those kind of things it's a fair enough it's 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 so i I get where he's coming from but i do fully agree that there is a need for us to be able to get to that point Mm. of not conditioning it you know it's just as an aside it's just like you know if if, if as, as as a black person uh, you were mm. to be found attractive by someone from another race than the age old uh, you're pretty good looking for, yeah 
black yes, person. No, yes, I'm just yes, good looking. It's yes. as simple as that. Full so, stop. Yeah. Peter, what's on your mind this morning, my brother? Yes. Yes. Um, I was actually trying to um, comment on, on the topic that you were, you were having right now about the little boy. Yeah. It's it's uh, um it's quite a shame what what happened. It, it is extremely unfortunate mm. that I feel like um, from a parent's perspective, I'll start it from there. Mm. I feel like there's too much recklessness regarding guns mm. because how ask yourself this question: How did that boy know or find out that there's a gun in the house? Mm. That, that 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 goes to my recklessness that I'm talking about. Secondly, um, these boys at school, I'm not sure whether it's a private school or a school in the township. It's a public school. Mm. It's a private school. Now, that changes my perspective uh, altogether. It's it's in fact, sorry, Peter, I'm not sure if you heard me. In fact, it's a public school in Germiston. Oh, okay. It's a public school in Germiston, yeah. Mm. I get you now. Mm. What I was trying to say is and now that these, you know, these, I feel like these boys are, are getting left behind. Mm. Um, the girls are being put forward too many times, uh, time and again. Uh, the reason I'm saying that is these boys feel left behind at school. And now they are trying new ways or finding new ways on how to be cool again amongst mm. their peers and amongst the little girls that they are uh, uh, going to school with. Mm. You know, I feel like if we can, uh, um, you know, you, you'll get a lot of complaints from um, class teachers that parents mm. are not attending um, school uh, meetings and things like that, simply because they're trying to, um, 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 they're trying to let parents know what their children are getting up to, mm. what they know and what they don't know. Now, you ask yourself, that boy felt extremely cool before he went to go shoot the principal. Mm. Obviously, his peers saw it and they probably uh, fooled him to go do that. Sure. Thinking that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a cool thing, he's going to be remembered for that. Only to find out he's getting himself, uh, he's actually shutting down his whole career mm. while uh, still so young. Mm. Sure. Uh, seem to have uh, lost uh, Peter there on the line, but I think we, we got that particular um, point, uh, Um And a different uh, dynamic opened here. Mm. Issues of peer pressure, mm. wanting to prove yourself, being nudged for the wrong things you know yeah. that go for it you know yeah and 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 i can almost picture this the scenario that he's uh, pointing as a possibility because i'm thinking that you know they're scolded as a group mm-hmm. and then you know the group then says yeah you the one that's gonna go and confront him and sort of show him mm-hmm. who we are there's all of these elements and it makes me think as well that in all of this and you know we could blame the parents we could blame yeah the system whatever but there's also individual responsibility mm-hmm. when you look at this young man mm. there's that responsibility of self or to self where at 13 years i think you definitely and most certainly know what's right and wrong yeah and you know that there's consequence to your action yeah 
Um, but also I think there's a level of just being a bit unruly in there. I mm. mean, not notwithstanding any other circumstance that they could be yeah right um maybe at a home perspective at a psychological perspective but there's a circumstance uh, th- for me there, there seems to be an element of just who's part mm. in my language just yeah just being your own ruler yeah in essence no undoubtedly uh you are 100 percent correct and you know one of the sad or one of the most mind-boggling things is and i think it's something we've shared before that at what point does and 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 i think it's 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 a conundrum which we wrestle with but we don't realize the true essence or the 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 weight thereof Mm. at what point does you know certain learning and, and 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 shaping and forming at what point does it become the responsibility of the family, the home set up, mm. at what point does it become that of the school? Or is it a matter of home will shape and get, mm. lay the foundation mm. and then the school refines? And nine out of ten times you find, especially in our country, but in society all around, that home, the family structure in whatever way it may be perceived, and this is of course not or being very much aware of the various uh, struggles mm. that, that, that we have as a society, you then find that this power or this responsibility or foundation, uh, you know, those those very principles and morals mm. are then seceded by the home structure and then it's expected that either church or socialization or school mm. must then deal with that. But... Like you say, at 13, you might not be able to weigh. And I say this with with caution, understanding that Mm. how we grew up and uh, how kids now are growing up uh, are two different things. Mm. But at 13, you understand uh, there's those principles, those unalienable principles that you, you, you understand and you know, Guti. For every action, there's an equal but opposite reaction. Mm. You hit someone, you do this, you go to jail. I mean, we, we, we've had in all those. So you then come to realize that, yeah, it's a, I'm just, there's a inner unruly behavior yes. uh, amongst young people now uh, in schools and it's normative. Mm. Uh, it's condoned and it's not even to say that it's condoned by structures of schools and all those things but it's condoned because of you know i was actually just as as as, as we were on the line with mm. peter i was actually trying to actually google the positioning of the school and understand where it is and all mm. of that just to 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 see as to what what could possibly what is around what is you know what what's the environment that shapes but even if the school would be here you probably find that uh i got to be a part of the school mm. as a result of a scholarship or whatever and maybe i'm from uh, Alex mm. or you know something yeah, along those yeah, lines yeah. so once again the culture the environment uh, what does it what does it build me to be what what am I exposed to because mm. that which I am exposed to is what I end up consuming mm. it's what I end up uh, putting to the world 
out there and so as a result thereof you you you, you worry you, mm. you really worry and the other thing is like you say like peter said the notion of peer pressure it's something that is there and you're quite right that there's mm. the possibility and i mean we won't know for sure up until a certain point yes. what what the build up to everything was but there is the possibility of yeah uh, yeah no he <laughs> The principal can't say that yes. to us. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Really. Who does he think? And I mean, at yeah. 13, in grade 6, and uh, in primary school, uh, you really think you're the big cheese. Uh, mm. By the time you grade, get to grade 7, you really think that, yeah, no. Yim, yim, yeah. Really. So yeah. there's that aspect. But it, 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 it then goes back to another question to be able to say, then what are you exposed to? Because if you then must... And look, there's a difference between being disrespectful and there's a difference between being disrespectful and assertive. Mm. And so if mm. then you are already questioning, if you cannot be, and when we grew up, and I'm sure this is the case for you, I'm sure everyone can testify mm. to, we grew up in a time where even if an adult, uh, another adult or authority figure did not birth you, mm. uh, yes. you, you they yes. they had the the the, the abilities by yes. virtue of being your elder they had the authority yeah. uh, to reprimand mm. you and all of that that doesn't apply nowadays you can't yeah. tell a child anything who do you think you are yeah. you're not my mother you're not yeah. my father yeah so there's 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 all these elements, elements really yeah. that 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 play to it undoubtedly so i mean when you when we speak of this point of just being unruly i think of cases where it's pupil on pupil violence mm -hmm. where a gang of pupils goes after a pupil waits for him or her outside yes. the school premises to come out and they just attack mm -hmm. i mean for me that's just a classic example yes. of exactly what we're saying yeah let's go to the northwest now owen good morning uh, good morning, my brothers. How are you? Uh, How are you? Oh, all right, all right, my brothers. Fantastic. Look, it's it's little honor, little little honor, little honor, little honor, Hey, hey, Owen, you know, Katleko <laughs> is, is chilling wherever he is. He's enjoying his, his birthday. It's, it's in Gossi Corner. But, but oh, I, okay. yeah, but I get you. I get you. Go ahead. Okay. Look, uh, on the issue of the, that boy mm. who just shot the principal, mm. uh, I'm, I'm of the view that there's this saying that says uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. So l look at it this way. The whole village is required to only raise one child. So in this instance, uh, we shouldn't exclude ourselves as adults mm -hmm. uh, because uh, kids are like monkey see, monkey do. Mm -hmm. So this thing, they might have seen it somewhere. Uh, they might have been subjected to such violence somewhere. So it's not entirely uh, the blame that we should push down to this young man. Mm -hmm. It's also the opportunity to reflect as society, as the community around there, is it the right place to raise kids? Are we doing the right things as adults that our kids could mimic going forward? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So uh, it, it's all about that. Parents, uh, neighborhood, uh, uh, teachers, we all play the role in that regard. Mm. Like I'm saying, mm. it takes a village to raise only one child. Mm that's what it, that's that's the english saying yeah and the other, the other issue that i wanted to comment sure. on it's this issue of uh we are now going to elections yeah, yeah. and i'm of the view that uh we're having 
opposition parties. And the problem is that thing that we have in opposition parties. I think we need an alternative party. Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing how you would find opposition parties. Uh, their main function is to oppose the ANC, is to uh, badmouth the ANC, mm. and which to me is unnecessary. The ANC is doing a good job in discrediting itself, so they mm. don't have to emphasize that mm. to people who are supposed to be uh, voting for them. That's an what interesting need, take, yeah. What they need to do is to present an appealing case mm. to citizens. Don't talk about the ANC. Everybody knows what the ANC that has done. I mean, the Zondo Commission has ex has explained or has put into the public domain what the ANC is made out of. So for you as an opposing political party, you jump on the bandwagon of discrediting the ANC. Why not give the ANC that platform. Hmm. It, the ANC is on a long rope situation. Hmm. The only thing, it's unfortunate, the way I see it, it will take the ANC to topple ANC, which is what is happening right now. Uh, the ANC is going to eat itself up. It's busy doing that. Uh, we now see Umkond. Hmm. We had EFF, we had uh, Monsieur Alcotto's party. So the ANC is going to... And it said, it said, it, it's going to take the ANC to eat itself up. The ANC is going to perish because of ANC, not because of opposition parties. And mm. here they are. They are like uh, wanting to oppose the ANC. They are like trying to uh, do something that the ANC does best. Sure. And they, and they disregard what they should do to South, Af to South Africans, present their appealing case. I hear you. Owen and Brits, good morning to you. Thanks very much for your contributions this morning, my brother. You're welcome. All right. Uh, interesting take there. Um, and maybe on the first on the first issue and the, the, the responsibility of, of us mm. as a society and the community. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the department is reporting that the gun allegedly belongs to the parent. And I mean, there's so much reflection on, on, on this particular issue. Mm -hmm. But perhaps just to close it off, at least for now, um, your your reaction to perhaps that, that sentiment. I think it's something that we certainly shared, you know, and we've, we've, we've been alluding to that, that regression around collective mm. responsibility. And I think it ties into what was said earlier around this notion and i think it's actually something that we often don't realize the seriousness thereof mm. around the forgetting uh, of the boy child mm. um and you know focusing and and in no means am i trying to say that focus must be turned away from the girl mm. child but mm. the focusing especially in a country like ours where we have such high statistics of uh, violent crime uh, perpetuated mostly by men uh, mm. statistics of uh, physical abuse uh, sexual abuse uh, gender-based violence perpetuated by men you then come to realize that something 
became mm-hmm. a miss and so there is certainly i think i agree fully to say and 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 i, I think all these agreements and all these points can all run parallel to one mm-hmm. another fact of the matter is this boy was wrong yes undoubtedly and he was exactly wrong exactly where i'm going literally he mm. was wrong mm. shouldn't have done that mm. uh but it's it's just like in any court case uh, if someone is you know if, if 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 you were defending me in a court case or such uh, one of the things as as the defense that you would do is try to prove uh, my 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 mental uh, state of mind mm, to kind of say mm. at the time to be able mm. to say well based on this and that mm. and this and that uh, this could have led to you know so from that we have all these things running parallel to say mm. this kid was wrong end of end of story mm. uh, but similarly so in the kid being wrong we have to take into account where did the kid grow up what's the home situation like why would they do this uh we need to focus on the boy child we need to do these mm. and these things mm. all then run parallel to one another that gets us to the overarching ideal or the overarching idea rather that we have a problem we have yeah. a violence problem we have a neglected child problem we have a, a gun access problem yeah. uh, we have a, a a problem of rehabilitation because now you, you then ask yourself after everything said and done what happens next yeah yeah my guest this morning as always is the case around this time is Lehlohonolo Musuwe social commentator uh, we remain with him at least up until 1:30 it could even be longer you know you never know i mean look at where <laughs> this particular conversation has taken us jablani uh, mamelodi i do see you on 0861 uh, please just uh, do bear with us 2 minutes after 1 o'clock Three minutes after one o'clock, Central Africa time. Good morning. Welcome to the uh, second hour of the Monday installment of Power Zone here on Power 98.7. Great to have you in our company, Power Friends and Power Listeners and Power Family, as Lerato Mpela would say, uh, on this Monday, the 19th of February, 2024. Hey, we're over the hurdle of Valentine's. Thank you to the powers that be. We got through it so well. <laughs> Alone, no stress. Did you have stress? Sorry, this is Valentine's. No, okay. uh, no, I didn't. Okay, uh, we, we, we don't. Uh, how can I put it? Uh, Valentine's is every day, okay? Yeah, so we fair don't enough. The 14th, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Each to their own, just by the that's way. right. <laughs> But it can be stressful, so I fully understand. Yes, yes. I'm just, I was one of the lucky ones that. Sure. Uh, there's not much that's uh, put into the uh, system mm. around that day specifically. Sure. It's more a continuous thing all yeah. around. So yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, kudos to the chance as well. They leveling up every single year. It gets bigger and bigger, which is true. But yeah. it's also concerning okay. because. <sighs> I, and I, this is a conversation we have, and I think it's part and parcel of how my partner and I actually ended up not falling into the whole thing okay, was around. Right. One, there seems to be a greater emphasis put on the need for 
a guy to make these grandiose gestures of Thank love you. and whatever. Take a day. <laughs> you see? Yeah, so yeah. now I must buy the hundred roses and I might and then you get a pair of socks. But besides that <laughs> besides that, on the basis of it being a celebration of love, we need to be able to define what are the gifts that define the love. Is it based mm. on if I get you the roses or because the other thing is, and this is why I say it's an everyday thing, I buy the roses on Valentine's Day and then the rest of, of the year, year buy nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. Whereas at times, uh, let me buy them in the middle of June or, oh, mm. you had a bad week, let me come to you and then and, and, and give you a hug. And, you know, we might not go out or do mm. any of these other things, but, hey, let's take a trip and let's just go to McDonald's. Donald's or wherever uh, you know so i think for me the issue is there's a the the essence mm. of what it is about has has really been so commercialized yes. that the, the the true essence of what it should be about is really has been lost and similarly so ironically uh, in the build-up someone wrote that valentine's is about the essence of love so you don't need to if you don't have a romantic partner mm. you, someone in your family can be your valentine yeah. because it's about expressing love you, yeah. you have a special place there's mm. there's a way that you make me feel that or there's there's an importance that you have that others don't necessarily have and for that i see you mm. i appreciate you and so i want to show that to you but like I said, uh, the commercialization has put a great deal of pressure to mm. be able to say, a man must, a yes, man must, yes, and yes. it's love, it's it's, it's compromise, yeah. it's, it's, it's not a, yeah. Anyway, and I think also maybe the picture that we have is quite generic. Yeah. So maybe we should move away from the flowers and look at other gifts, maybe mm. buy each other land or something. Aye. Hey, I'm telling you, uh, you, you, I'm telling you. It's still the news wrap um, in conversation, of course, there with the Lechorno, uh, Lechorno a social commentator uh, at seven minutes past one o'clock. 0861 Let's uh, say good morning to uh, Jablani in Mamelodi. Hi, good morning, Good morning, good morning. Thank you very much. You know, don't take offense on the previous caller when he talk he makes this formula of Kateho and Lithonon. Okay. You know, Uma Inkosi Ikona. Mathonolo Gamangadan. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to balance that one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Shablani, for that. Yes. What's on your mind this morning? Yeah, you know, the issue that actually you'll be discussing now, it's very disturbing, you mm. know, uh um, goes called. Mm. You know, I was so disturbed. My wife went to a meeting at school, mm. you know, and then when she came back to give a report, and then she said the meeting was too long. It was for four hours. Mm. And uh, they had 23 items on the agenda. Sure. Yeah. But what stood out there is that one main thing that it was discussed there, it was how unruly mm. kids at schools are. Mm. You know, it was so worrying, actually, to hear that we as parents mm. are the direct contributors of what our kids are doing at school. Mm. And uh, what you saw on Friday, 
with the learner who actually shot at the principal. Mm. And it's not only that one. There is this other one that happens in the West End, mm. where a learner had a confrontation with an educator. And then as a result, the educator passed away. Sure. I don't know if you are aware of that I one. Think, I think I heard the, that story in Power Drive. I think uh, TK was speaking about it. Sure yes, yeah. precisely. Mm, mm. Yeah, precisely. And then when you look at that, it clearly actually signals that actually there's something fundamentally wrong mm. with us as a society and the bankruptcy of role models that we have in the society. Because, you know, uh, as the previous caller have said, you know, children were never good at listening to their elders, mm. but they never failed to imitate them. They do as we do. Actually, the imitations that we do, because if you look generally at the uh, level of uh, gangsterism that you see, even uh, uh, you know at high level, you know kids are looking at that and they want to imitate that. You know our media, you know our televisions, you know the way actually we are so loose at our uh, children. You know, and we point fingers. We'll point fingers at our fingers at one direction. Mm. Maybe we point fingers at the education system and all of that, you know. Mm. But actually, it's a whole lot of things that contribute to that. In actual fact, this and it points to a men's issue. It is a men's issue, which requires an endeavor, the entire endeavor. You cannot mm. discuss this thing, you know, in thirty minutes. Mm. In actual, it should be a process, not an event. Mm. There is something fundamentally wrong and structurally wrong with us as men, whereby actually we need to start teaching these young ones, you know, how to, to be men, how, how to man up and all of all those things, mm. you know. Because it's not a problem of teachers, this one. It's not a problem of teachers. I mean, a teacher, their job is to educate these children. And then we cannot take them to school unruly as they are and expect teachers to do something about them. Mm. You know, because teachers, yes, they are parents. As you might have seen that Noga December, Banababar Lapisite. And then we were even, we couldn't wait for the parents to have one at Mara. Nahana Herba Isa or Bayobolaya, the parents to have one at You know? Yeah. So we've got to look at that. So as parents, really, there's something that we need to start looking at ourselves, mm-hmm. introspect, and start doing things right. You so know, the mm-hmm. list is endless, Katleho. Mm-hmm. And thank you very much. Thank you very much, Shabalani De and Mamelodi. Good morning to you. Uh, interesting uh, insights there. And uh, I think maybe it's also because it's Katleho's birthday that uh, yeah. his listeners are, not, are struggling to, to forget about him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's all good. We're all um, family. Yeah. But perhaps let's wrap this one up. Um, <clears> the uh, learner is said to appear uh, in the uh, Jamison Masters Court soon on a charge of attempted murder. I mean, you were saying that. Um, your whole life blown just like that. And uh, we're also like t- uh, told that uh, Harding Education, MEC Matumichulan, will be visiting the school later this uh, morning. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Shem, the poor department, uh, they've apologized. I, in fact, had an engagement with the principal. Mm-hmm. 
of Primrose Hill Primary School because it was initially reported that it was Primrose Hill Primary School by the mm. department, but now they've apologized saying it's just Primrose Primary School because mm. the principal is saying we're going through a lot yeah. because of this association now. But I'm, 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 uh, hopefully, wherever she is, she's noted uh, that uh, correction by the department. Indeed. Let's move on to other stories now. Uh, the names of the SANDF uh, soldiers killed in the DRC have been released. Indeed, they have, and it's 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 it's, it's really a yeah. It's a sad state of mm. affairs. Uh, it's one of those things that you come to realize that they're in the line of duty, but you you can never. I don't know, unless of course you're in that space. You mm. know, when you're in the military, uh, sad as it is for even them, uh, you you really come to realize that. There's, there's there's nothing that could ever prepare you for that mm. uh, for that tragedy uh, for that sense of you know uh, grief that can strike you and mm. I think the sad reality of course is that in the knowledge of in the knowledge of going into that fire the aim is not to get burnt but understanding that mm. the nature of fire is exactly that but uh it has been released that uh, Captain Simon Mkulu Bobe mm. and Lance Corporal Irvin Tabang Simono were the soldiers that were killed in the country. As we do know, uh, the SANDF was deployed as per the instruction of the Commander in Chief mm. of uh, the Armed Forces of South Africa, the President, uh, having deployed 2,900. Mm members of the SANDF to form part of the SADC mission to replace the UN uh, organization stabilization mission in the DRC as we know that in the midst of uh, of course we know that you know that the, mm. the, the, the ongoing onslaught in Gaza has been taking place but we also know that uh, this case or what has been happening in the DRC uh, is also something that has really taken a, a great toll on the country and certainly mm. having deployed that many people uh, from uh, the SANDF was really a, 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 a humanitarian but also a political move to be able to have SADC really just be able to show its presence, its support, but also mm. continue this, this notion of uh, African unity and we honor... The, the their sacrifice mm. we, we we honor that which they have done it's 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 a noble calling to put your life on the line mm. for another uh, for those that you may never see those that you may never even know mm. but because you have been called by your country and you believe in that calling you cannot help but you know charge it face yeah. on uh, we, we we really hope though that with 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 how things are going that we we don't experience more casualties mm. and ideally it's not something that you would want to be the case considering that it's it should be a a, a peacekeeping type mission mm. uh, but anything that happens can can never in in these instances uh, any presence of outsiders especially mm. um is, is antagonizing and so as a result thereof uh, you can never control 
what can actually or what would actually take place mm. but uh, yeah i mean it's it's, it's, it's a yeah. sad one uh, it's a sad one but we, we we hope that their presence that one they, their deaths would not have been in vain but two that the, the the ultimate goal is realized and some stability can come yeah. to the drc i mean the argument by some is that you know our role is quite critical in the mm. drc mm. as part of you know sadic uh, mm. and all and i think also some even saying that you know it's also critical mm. and it's a significant moment for president Cyril ramaphosa mm. um you know on behalf of south africa uh, to be actively participating in these sort of missions. Yeah. But then there's the issue of protecting lives. Mm. And I mean, we're going to have 2,900 troops now there, um, you know, and those people belong to families. And obviously the, the argument by some has also been that we're just not adequately equipped. Mm. I mean, you know, defense analyst yeah. or military analyst, but it, when you look at it, do you have the belief? I mean, we're dealing with the M23 rebel groups and yeah. other groups of, of uh, alike yeah. who clearly are willing to go mm-hmm. to whatever end mm-hmm. to achieve their resolutions and their objectives. Mm. Do you really think, you know, we are adequately prepared? Or do you just think it's a... It's, it's, it's a it's an issue of making our presence felt and offering this kind of military assistance, yeah. but not, you know, taking into consideration what our troops then deal with in countries like the DRC. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit of both. Mm. And, 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 and I think they know, and ideally we, we can never try to diminish the training that they undergo uh, because they know. Uh, when they answer that call, they know mm. that by hook or crook, uh, wherever I go, I will be deployed and I will do that, which I need to do. Some situations mm. are better than others. Others are uh, far worse. Uh, but, you know, they, they they understand that sense of sacrifice for, mm. for country, for your fellow man. I think, uh, and, and this is the issue, right? Especially now, as far as war is concerned and we see it with our case uh, to the ICJ around genocide, we see it in so many instances. The parameters of war are no longer what they were, you know, during World War I, World War II, where you knew, okay, uh, this is the battlefield, uh, we're trying to gain territory and invade, and uh, this is no man's land, or when we're here and here, no fighting can take place. That's not the case anymore. Uh, Internationally, across the board, uh, terrorism is not what we once perceived it to be. Uh, you You don't need a bomb now. Uh, to be considered a terrorist, all you need is a computer and access to government servers mm. and you hold them ransom. That's all mm. you need. Mm. So similarly, so um, the strategies that are employed, and I think I can't say from a training perspective, they might not be ready, but uh, to, to, to have a just and civil, mm. I guess, uh, civil in terms of mannerism, not civil as in uh, internal uh, war, uh, you, you, you need to be able to know who you're fighting. Mm. 
And I think that is where we can then say that the SANDF and our presence there is possibly not well equipped in that instance because what rebel groups many of them now are doing and I, I get it this is also the justification yeah 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 those who believe that what Israel is doing in Gaza is, is justified is uh, the, 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 the approach is let's just bomb them all because we don't know who's who yeah. and that's the approach lately of a number of rebel groups and a number of insurgent groups to be able yeah. to say uh, the best strategy is we can't we can't distinguish ourselves so the only thing is to be amongst the people is to mm. go uh, lurk in the shadows but not even lurk in the shadows lurk in plain sight mm. and so as a result thereof i think that's where we we we, we, we are well 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 uh, way in over our heads but mm. i think that's the case across the board because that is a strategy that seems to be employed and that strategy now uh, works for rebel groups, for insurgents, it works for, you know, a number of terrorist organizations. Uh, but the inverse of that is that while it works for them, it then creates the conundrum of being uh, grossly mm. unprepared mm. to be able mm. to deal with what needs to be dealt with. And then as a result, you then end up having an extension of uh, greater casualties because now we don't know who's who. So everyone ends up becoming a moving target. Yeah, it's going to be one to watch, certainly. Yeah. Um, sad, uh, you know, Indeed. as it is. Um, it's never too great to have um, our own coming back, laying on their backs yeah. when they left well in their life. But hey, it's um, a sacrifice, as you've said. Mm. And uh, we certainly hope it's not in vain. Mm -hmm. There are three troops that are still recovering in hospital. Mm -hmm. The SNDF in their latest statement on this particular case saying that uh, uh, they are in good condition. Let's leave that one there and let's go to the world of politics, which is always so interesting. The DA um, launching its manifesto mm -hmm. and uh, saying that... Uh, this is uh, its rescue plan for South Africa. I was saying just the privilege of our democracy and our constitution and official opposition hosting its manifesto on the lawns of a state building at the administrative capital. My goodness. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Do we have that clip? Um, are we able to play that clip? Maybe let's start here. You know, mm. I, I want us to... Uh, start at this particular point of departure. This is, of course, a DA supporter speaking uh, to the public broadcaster's Natasha Piri. And the Blebel Naka apartheid, another Pilamonad, Kanaka apartheid, Nibelikina apartheid de Boye, Karumaka apartheid de Boye, apartheid de Boye, Kahorlebala Didi Strata, Chet Square. Don't you think that's a very controversial statement? Of course, that's a courtesy of the public broadcaster. My goodness, 
You know, off air, we're speaking about all of us in the in the studio. Currently, we're speaking about the guy in the back that says, "No way, <laughs> no way." He's a DA supporter himself. Well, at least from what appears, he's wearing a DA a t shirt. He's saying, "No way." Yeah, this thing. You are ruining this thing. What do you make of it? <laughs> That's a good enough. Uh, reaction yeah look um it's ironic when you start there it's ironic because i think what 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 mama was 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 expressing there is something that a lot of people who don't believe in the da uh, and it's ironic it actually if this clip actually goes out and 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 gains further traction Mm. uh it, it it can be bad because for a lot of people and especially a lot of traditionalists um, and those who have certainly been with the the, the country uh, or who remember, a lot of people can never dissociate the fact that the DA's existence comes from, you know, uh, certain foundations of the National Party yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So this utterance is really just a reminder that oh okay well there's there's this thing and the the, the, the remarks are not surprising in mm. so far as it's a constant debate every year we have it you know when 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 there's a massive disaster there's a massive issue there's always that well things were better during apartheid because mm. at least but and you know those other things but those comments and it's forever debate and 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 of course i i, I never i never uh, lived during that time and so mm. i can never make the comment uh, what we know is from history is from living and recorded history mm-hmm. but you you cannot make that statement because we, we 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 cannot we, guys apartheid was a crime against humanity yeah. I cannot deny that yeah what the system did and what it aimed to do uh, unfortunately it was a strategic thing so yes black people had jobs during apartheid but uh, you need to look at what those jobs were systematically mm-hmm. and institutionally so uh, jobs that uh, at the time as a black person you couldn't have a what is perceived to be a skilled job you were either trained to be uh, semi-skilled or no skilled at all if you did get a skilled job it would be as an educator probably as a nurse or you know anything of those uh, of that kind and and letting it would still be within a great limitation Uh, things such as uh, separate development and and the the bantustans that were created Yes, uh, services were provided and yes, uh, certain things were able to, uh, you know, be there. But you always need to look into the context uh, of, 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 of what it took or how those things were provided. I mean, mm. the classic case is when you look at education, I mean, for every, what was it? I think for every white Afrikaner student uh, in the, the 1970s, I mean, the cost for one white student was about in excess of about a thousand rand, whereas every black student was about 72 rand or less, uh, you know, to be educated. So already that goes to show that, that that's an issue. So we, 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 we take those comments. You, you have to, you can't just recklessly say that. Mm. And it's not even trying to now defend the ruling party in any way or 
but you can't just recklessly just mm. say yes maybe certain aspects of infrastructure might have been okay but also in that you look at issues such as spatial planning that yeah mm-hmm. maybe the roads that you have but uh, township roads are this narrow mm. uh, houses on top of each other in Alex so yeah maybe you might have had a road that doesn't have potholes but uh, you might have had a house that has running water mm. and power but at what cost? Sure. Sure. Let's look at their uh, manifesto, the DA's manifesto, and some of the issues outlined. It's just for me the these excessive numbers of job promises. I mean, you come from the EFF. They were also speaking about a couple of millions of jobs, creating a state, I think, security company, mm. um, speaking about, I think, two industries that would create some millions of jobs. The DA also saying two million jobs, ending load shedding and water shedding. I've never actually known where they get this water shedding because my understanding is that there's no official implementation of water shedding. There could be water cuts and interruptions, yes. but the, I remember the idea of water shedding was being thrown around. I'm not too sure I stand to be corrected, but uh, they're saying water shedding here, halving the violent, the rate of violent crime, um, including murder, attempted murder, and gender-based violence, crushing corruption, they're saying, by abolishing catered deployment. Um, in favor of merit-based appointments and establish a capable state that delivers for all uh, left 6 million people out of poverty. These millions are just going on. Triple the number of grateful pupils who can read for meaning and ensure health, uh, quality health care for all, irrespective of economic status. Promises? Commitments? What do you make? Uh, it's, it's really the same old. Yeah. It's really the same old. There's really nothing surprising out of this like you say though um it's these numbers you know there's nothing as and 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 this is what makes me angry is that the numbers and everyone does it and i think our political parties at this point in time they don't see themselves because they see themselves as one uh, i think it was owen actually who had said that you need an alternate party of practicality as opposed to a party that just opposes they don't realize and and then this is where you realize that we're actually in the political uh toilet really as a country (laughs) and look it's Mm. beautiful that we have all these uh all these options of political parties i'm still on the other side of that thinking that we have too many Mm. um Mm. but uh, like you also said uh, our democracy is so beautiful that as a opposing party you can be in the front of the the the, the, the state building but be that as it may they have become so obsessed with this thing that they don't realize that they themselves are doing the same thing and i think we need to get to a point of i i I strongly stand by the fact that Mm. and this was happened this happened in a conversation we had on the show on the round table Mm. i stand by the fact that as a South African citizenry, we are not an active citizenry, but we're also not a politically aware. Uh, we only gear up for elections. It's mm-hmm. now in 2024. We gear up for the 2026 local government elections. And then in between that, we just complain. And da, 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 da. Elections form part of our process of being able to cast a vote for those who, which we have given a certain piece of our autonomy for Mm. them to be able to provide something as per the social contract. Cool. But 
what parties fail to tell us is also how we go about implementing certain things and how certain things would end up being implemented and all those other things. Mm. And I think that's a very important thing because mm. if you tell me you're going to create 2 million jobs, I need to know how. And then if you tell me that you're going to do it in your first two years in office, I still need to know mm. how. Mm. But if you're not telling me about the operations of treasury and the fact that uh, for us to be able to create treasury needs to do this and that and this and if treasury can't do that and and it's 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 problematic because you cannot uh, and it's easy because there's this sense of despair that's created and and so we have a lot of parties and they're not going to be the only ones mm. uh, a lot of parties are going to come out with this uh, messianic uh, type of politics and manifestos the uh, is it a bird is it a plane no it's mm. superman uh, and that's problematic because it creates a perception an unrealistic perception that really I, and i know john steen hazen said this is not uh, that this rescue plan is not pie in the sky but it's a rescue plan but unfortunately what they don't realize is that the things that they are saying are pie in the sky when you have a citizenry that can't fully engage because where are you getting this two million from and how can you guarantee will it be sustainable yeah will it work we don't know another interesting element uh, perhaps on the story that we can close on it's just um you know the remarks on the moonshot pact or mm. the multi-party charter thing for South Africa, now yeah. that it's called, yeah. um, you know, and also alluding to uh, what he says, you know, is the MK party devouring the votes of the ANC um, and essentially saying that the former president that the ANC protected for so long, president, uh, former president Jacob Zuma has now turned against them, you know. Yeah. But I want us just to listen when he remarks about, you know, the chances of uh, uh, this pact or this uh, coalition um, at, at, at these elections. This past week in Parliament, they told us that the moonshot is their biggest fear. They were so obsessed by the moonshot that some of them were shouting, Dabula Inyanga. And let me tell you, Dabula Inyanga, that's exactly what we're going to do in this election, Dabula Inyanga. Because we've got the size, we've got the people, we've got the experience, we've got the track record, and we have the plan to rescue this beautiful country before it's too late. Firstly, I was, I've never been so confused initially until I found out what was actually the whole thing about this Dubuli Nyanga. And it caused quite a stir because people thought he meant, um, you know, shoot a traditional healer. Mm. But apparently it's a translation that came up in parliament by one MP, um, you know, almost alluding to it as being sort of a direct translation of a moonshot pact. Mm. <laughs> Moon being Nyanga yeah. and, uh, you know, shot Dula. <laughs> but I was so puzzled. I was so puzzled. But, you know, wow. as you said, our caller, one of our callers earlier speaking about, uh, you know, just opposing and then also being a practical alternative. Mm. When we look at this um, formation of these parties, including, you know, the DA, Action SA, etc. 
does it really appeal to the current situation? And, you know, because they're throwing a lot of weight behind this this formation, a lot of confidence and belief that because it's um, a whole host of parties, mm. it's likely to garner more support mm. and, and, and. No. Mm. Uh, simply put, no. And the reason for that is this, none of those people, none of those parties, and I think, you know, the one thing is, and then I'll give this to the ANC, is that despite all the flip-flopping that they may do, uh, they're, they're, they're very comfortable in knowing who they are and what mm. they want. The problem with all these other opposition parties is that they make it seem or make it real, make us think that somehow, some way, that they are... What's the word? That they, they, they are somewhat uh, above morally. Mm. Yes, you might not have this, or you have, but you might not be you know corrupt in this way but it's not to say that you don't have your own deficiencies but also it's very very um immature but it's also very it it really diminishes everything for them to believe that they have the numbers because if for example the da and action sa couldn't even hold a coalition at local government Mm. where you have a smaller constituency to Mm. deal with how can they do it at a national level Mm. um if the very essence of what they have perceived to want to do uh and a lot of parties that have you know stepped out of coalitions with uh, the da uh, saying that the da of course has this big brother complex Mm. when Mm. it comes to Mm. coalition government and uh, say what you will, but if you take Jobuk, for example, or Ekuruleni and, uh, you know, the ANC backing who they back and deciding not to take the executive mayor mm. chair, it's, it's, it's a pretty clever strategy because if they even had to go back to the drawing board, if they had, were to find themselves mm. in a coalition aspect, they'd go back to the drawing board and say, but you mm. know, at local government, we've given you guys space, so mm. here, how's about you just allow us mm. to continue? But beyond that, uh, there was a press conference that Julius Malema had this past week and someone mm. asked him a question about what his thoughts were around independent candidates and such. And he put it so plainly, and this is something that I have long maintained and still uh, stand by. He said, it's a numbers game in parliament. Mm. So he's like, yeah, sure, we'll welcome independent candidates, but are he was like, there's 44 of us mm. in the EFF. Yes. But it's still a numbers game. He said, there's an old lady there that you can tell is an ANC MP and you can fight her and all those other mm. things. But let the time for the vote comes. Whatever you might have said to her, you might have even, even beaten her uh, intellectually and otherwise. But when the time for the mm. vote comes, all she has to do is raise her hand. Yeah. And she raises her <laughs> hand and there's a th- uh, hundreds more that mm. raise it with her mm. and you've been defeated. Mm. So from a practical perspective as well, and I think this is one of the things that we must also be very careful of because now we're going to be overloaded. Of course, now the 15-day mark would be this coming Friday. So we can anticipate an announcement anytime uh, this week. Um, based on, well, of course, unless they renege or, yes. but based on what was said prior to Sona, but we're going to hear so many polls. We're going to hear so many things. We're going to hear 
all these other things and information is going to be an overload yes. and and it's something that we must certainly excuse me be careful mm. about as to what we receive what we regurgitate but to that point of it being a numbers game when you look at the parties in the moonshot pact uh, the DA amassed about uh, what was it three million votes mm. in the last election national election mm. uh, other members of the moonshot pact some have not contested at yes. a national level yes uh, those that are a part of it uh, that have which are the IFP the ACDP and the Freedom Front Plus uh, all three of those parties based on the last election all three of them only amount for about 1.4 or 1.2 million uh, votes from mm. the last election so if you take that and then you take the D the days 3.5 million that's only 4.7 in comparison to the ANC's 10.2 so where's the remainder coming from so mm. it's those things that they don't realize and I think uh, it's all good and well for them to create this thing but they need to be practical about the fact that it's a numbers game mm. simple as that the last story uh, as we wrap it up um yeah, the Harding Legislature's Portfolio Committee on Community Safety commending the provincial government for finding innovative ways to combat crime in the province. Of course, this memorandum signed uh, between the pro- uh, provincial government and security company Vuma Cam mm. to install these CCTV cameras. The Premier of the province, uh, Bayanzali Sufi, is set to deliver the State of the Province address uh, later today, this evening. Um, and one thing I was saying in the opening is that you know, say anything you like about this man. One thing he's done, the promises he's, he spoke about last year, he's implemented them. You can argue how good they've been, how bad they've been, what a sham or whatever that you want yeah. to uh, argue. But he's he's done it. He's, yes. he's, he's, he's set on it. And I saw uh, Dr. Mkunichwako, MMC for Public Safety in the city of Johannesburg, saying uh, Banyaza is just you know, ridden on what they already implemented, a whole lot of things. But mm. where these cameras are concerned, this is the best way we deal with the situation of crime. Quite brazen in this province, mm. should I say. Mm. Look, I I fully agree with you. And I mean, of course, uh, there's going to be a whole lot of political speak, but uh, it's, 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 it's someone once tweeted that, you know, as South Africans, we don't mind if you eat. The thing is, if you eat, just make sure that you still do what you had said you would do. And then, and I think that's the case, like you're saying, uh, say what you will about the premier, but the promises that he made, he has delivered on. Mm. And we can rather discuss the, the, the quality and yes. efficacy thereof, yes. but crime we were seeing uh, you know he said uh, load shedding would be a thing of the past uh, there's, there's there's things that are being implemented in terms of uh, you know transformers mm, and all of mm. that the cctv uh, footage uh, cctv cameras and this undertaking um it's it's a step and i think the the problems that we have as a country, there's mm. not a one magic wand uh, yes. size fits all. And that goes to the province, that goes to the city as well, mm. goes to even your own ward. Uh, so I think to that effect, it is a step in the right direction. You know, when you when you think of or what we, we, we often see on television in mm. terms of security 
personnel and what we see on television in terms of uh, safety and security of other governments, you know, to be able to say uh, uh, so-and-so was caught on a street traffic light camera, mm. uh, you know, or the car was found here and there. So we've, we we know what mm. those things can be able to do uh, to assist in, in, in combating of crime. We know what things such as trackers do for our cars. So this is a step in the right direction mm. in so far as it's a tool. It's not the be all and end all, mm. but it does assist. And I think it's a step in the right direction. Of course, it's just about the monitoring, the, the, the constant updating mm. thereof, because that's the other thing that I think we often have a issue within our country is that we create something, we put it there. And then afterwards we don't really, put an emphasis in the maintenance mm. thereof so mm. it's just the thing of well we did it and then but but it's a con ongoing process so it's a step in the right direction but like i say it's also a step in the right direction for crimes that happen publicly mm. uh, other crimes that we have like for example the pandemic that is gbv that's something that won't be ever that won't necessarily be caught on mm, on camera, on camera. Mm. Uh, so that that tells you then that publicly we we can deal with crime that takes place you know within certain areas and that's that's a tick for that but then you still have uh, this other portion of mm. crime how do you then deal with that and so it's 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 really about you know weighing and balancing those equations as to how do we navigate the yeah. entire thing but so it will help i i, I really don't want to throw the baby out with the mm. bathwater but i there's a place for this and I think it really will assist. And if you then also have the necessary personnel and structures to support. So now you've got CCTVs, you've got crime wardens, you've got... If the system can then be built in such a way that all these things support one another, mm. should be all right. I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Uh, hopefully um, our extension of our conversation today has not gotten you in trouble oh. with anyone. <laughs> You know, <laughs> no, people's, no, no, no. people's people are expected at home at a certain time, <laughs> and and I'm sure it's so hard for you. I always say this about uh, people that work on radio, yeah, because all your moves are known, yeah, you know. So yeah. it's it's almost like, for example, I can't say I'm elsewhere, uh, or, I, or I'm on radio knowing I'm elsewhere because the the person will listen and say, "Where are you?" Exactly, you know? will be exactly will be held accountable. <laughs> no. Undoubtedly, <laughs> so accountable. But thank you very much. I really appreciate, it. like, thoroughly, thoroughly. Thank so. you. The Every pleasure is week. always mine. Uh, always just a pleasure to engage and have people listen. And yeah. I mean, if we make sense, or even if we don't make sense, just <laughs> yes. to be able to share and you know, just trying to build better. Always a pleasure. Certainly. Always an honor. Social media. Where do we find you? Uh, X. Not Twitter. X, <laughs> there we go. Uh, X as well as Instagram at LRK underscore Musue at LRK underscore Musue. All right. That's uh, Little Honolulu Musue, their social commentator. As always, um, Mondays we do the news wrap with uh, Lohi. And as I was even saying it's named after you. Just shows <laughs> the relationship between the show and you. Trust me, and I always say it, he yeah. doesn't get paid just by the way. Yeah. Because you know, people will be flying things around. Of course. You know of course. You know of course. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.